0: You can hear my dog barking right now for reasons I don't understand. But anyways, she's outside. Mooncake's outside. And today, if you're also tuning in on the Literary Symmetry IGTV channel, thank you for that. Uh, So today is the 100th episode of the Expensive Words podcast, which is pretty amazing to me. So... Uh, originally I was going to try to have a guest on, but it just didn't work out. And I didn't want to wait to put out this episode because I have a bunch of other episodes I want to create for you. So I thought, all right, I'm just going to do the 100th episode and then maybe I'll do like a special guest episode where I'm going to have, uh, someone come on and I don't want to spoil all the fun that that's going (laughs) to involve. It's going to be crazy. But today I thought, um, I would talk about something, uh, that, I haven't really talked about on this show before because I was thinking about it, and I wanted to share with you, my viewers, my listeners, why I am so passionate about storytelling. And uh, so today's episode is called There Are No Guarantees in Life, and I want to talk about what that means for life in general and also what it means for us, for the writers, (laughs) And how that manifests itself into the things that we're doing every day. And uh, I've been writing every day uh, during the week. And then on the weekends, I have other stuff that I'm working on. But um, yeah, it's just been a lot of writing. Uh, I just finished watching Cobra Kai Season 3, which is, um, in my opinion, unbelievable. But I was willing to suspend my disbelief because the storytelling was so good. I totally understood what they were doing. There was a lot of thought that went into it. And when I finished watching it, I was like, this, this is why I care so much about storytelling. Uh, and I was thinking about it. I wrote about it, you know, just for myself, not for everyone, just in my journal. Um, I don't always publish everything I write, by the way. <laughs> so uh, I was writing. I'm working on Logan is Old School, which is the third book in the Old School series. And I was thinking about some of the things that Logan is going through um, with his sisters. They're both going through something and he's trying to support them and how difficult he he feels that is, how heavy the burden is that he's putting on himself and how he deals with that and how he interacts with his parents. And I was just thinking, you know, I think it's time to have the same conversation with my listeners as I often do with my kids. And that is that there are no guarantees in life because that's true. And if you go into life understanding that, then I feel like you're definitely better off than if you think that you can control all these things that are totally out of your control. So I have my little post-it here. Boop, there it is. You can see it if you're watching. It's neon pink. I'm in a neon pink post-it phase right now. Um, and so I wanted to talk about like the things we can control, right? So there are no guarantees in life, but there are different categories for what we can and can't control. And the the first thing I wanted to talk about, the first category, which is hopeful, right, is that you can control your own responses. And if you've been following me on uh, any social media, basically, you saw that last week I published an article that um, is called Three Ways to Respond When People Try to Silence Your Voice. Because I have... Experienced that a lot recently, and I talked about that, uh, I think two episodes ago, where I was like, ah, I feel like I'm going crazy. Where people who don't really know anything about me will like come out and be like, You can't have an opinion about this. Okay, well, first of all, I can control whether or not I have an opinion, so I can't have an opinion about something. But so I wrote that article, and I've been thinking a lot about it because, yes, I can control my thoughts, my feelings, how I respond to things. I cannot control how other people react. So that's in the other category. There are so many things that are outside of your control. So whatever is in your control, that's what you want to focus on. And I feel like As writers, a lot of times we focus on things that are completely outside of our control. For example, if I write something and I market it and there's no audience, then I can't control really whether or not it's going to get picked up by anyone or purchased by someone. I can control the outcome better if I understand who my target audience is. But that's still, you know, like we have to put all these mechanisms in motion to get people to see our stuff. And I feel like a lot of writers out there, and please correct me if I'm wrong, feel like they're failures because they haven't had a lot of reader eyes on their stuff. And that's not the case. In fact, there are lots of really well-written books that no one ever sees just because the marketing is not good or the synopsis is not good or they've worked so hard and then made their own cover, question mark don't do that. You can control whether or not your cover is good by hiring someone who actually understands how book covers work as far as being art that is also marketing towards someone in a specific genre, a specific reader. There's a lot of things that go into all of these nuanced issues of releasing stories out into the world. And so what I can control, that's what I want to focus on. And those are the kinds of informed choices that I want to make. And even if I do everything right, quote unquote right, I'm using square quotes, scare quotes, if you're looking at me. Um, if you're listening, I just use scare quotes. Because things are changing all the time. And that's another thing I can't control, right? So I know you're like, Kristen, you're bringing me down. No, I'm not. I just want you to understand that There are only certain things you can control. There are no guarantees in life. And if you're writing because you want to be famous or you want accolades or any of that stuff, like there's no guarantee that that will happen no matter how great of a writer you are. That's why it's really important for you as a writer to understand why you're writing. And that's why I've been working on the storyteller mindset so hard. I tried to record the first episode yesterday. And I just couldn't. I don't know what it was. Like, there were too many interruptions. Like, I kept not being able to make words with my mouth while I was recording. So I'm going to try to record the first episode again on Friday because my kids are going back into actual school. They're doing the hybrid method. So um, I should have some peace and quiet on that day, which means I can actually focus and work on this for you. But uh, yeah, so the whole point is, though, (laughs) that... If you're writing to fill a hole inside of you, you can't. It won't work. I promise you it will not work. And you're and you might be thinking, "How do I know that?" Well, like I've had a couple uh Amazon best-selling books now. I have, you know, a lot of positive reviews on my books. I know that one of my books at least has like totally changed someone's life. That's amazing. But it doesn't make me feel worthy of love it doesn't make me feel like I'm my life is complete I can't depend on writing to do that for me I can't depend on readers to do that for me that's too much stress on them like if if an author wrote a book and was like hey read this book and then fulfill my life by telling me how great I am I would not want to read their book honestly I would also feel stressed out because there's no way I can do that. I can't even do that for my husband. And because we he understands that and I understand that our relationship is so much better than it used to be back when we were trying to fill up each other because it just didn't work. And you can't expect a work project or even, um, you know, a story that means so much to you to do that. And But the reason that I write personally is because I love storytelling. That's the same reason I read. And no, I don't expect the stories to fill me up, okay? But storytelling has changed my life immensely. And that's what I want to talk about today. Uh, I want to talk about why do you want to be a storyteller? And I'm going to tell you a little bit about why stories are so important to me. And uh, I'm being really transparent here, and I hope that um you will appreciate my transparency and my vulnerability because why I love stories is kind of sad. <laughs> when I was growing up, I loved reading. Like I read early. I would beg my parents to read to me all the time. Anytime like my grandma wanted to cheer me up, my mima, she would bring me a book and I'd be like, "Yes, yeah, a story." Because my family life growing up was really tense, my parents would fight a lot and not like normal fighting, like screaming at each other, sometimes throwing things at each other. Uh, Listen, I I love my parents, right? They both were doing the best they could. They didn't have the tools that they needed to in order to be able to communicate in a healthy way, and. That's not their fault. They've both tried to acquire those tools now, later, now that I'm I'm grown up. But when I was growing up, it was hard and it was scary. That's the truth. Um, I don't blame my parents for anything, but I would get scared. And so what I would do when I was scared is I would go and read a book or I would go and pop a VHS in. Uh, VHS is a plastic thing that you put into a machine in a movie plays. That's what we used to use. Uh, Or a beta video thing if you use that. But VHS1. Anyway. So I I would kind of escape into storytelling. And I know that that's not a healthy thing to do as an adult. That's not an emotional, uh, a healthy emotional response to everyday life. But I was just a kid and I didn't know how to be healthy. And so that's what I would do. I would figure out uh, what it was like to be someone else for an hour or two hours or however long it took me to read the book or watch the movie. And I knew that through those stories, I could find hope in situations where I otherwise wouldn't be able to find hope. And because of those stories, I knew that I didn't have to stay where I was, I could transform into something else. And as I've grown up, uh, you know, it does feel like magic to me sometimes that I have transformed into an emotionally healthy adult who makes informed choices for things I can't control and understands that there are things I can't control. And so that's the kind of storytelling I'm interested in. And those are the kind of stories that I write. I can't just write, you know, a feel-good romance novel. I can't help myself. You know, I'm working on this middle grade series, and I'm tying in all these complex emotions, and there are healthy um, parental interactions, and then there are unhealthy ones. There are parents who really love their kids and are trying to help them through this crazy thing called life, and there are parents who have abandoned their kids. I mean, these are all realities, and I know that there are readers out there who understand both sides, and there are readers who are in an unhealthy situation like I was in, and they're looking for hope that they can change. And maybe that's you. Maybe you grew up and it was rough, and you didn't know how to be emotionally healthy, and you didn't know how to let go of things that you couldn't control. And as you're growing up, you're hoping to transform, to have that magical transformation where you become a emotionally healthy, fulfilled adult who understands that there are things that you can choose and things that you have no choice in, like the weather or like COVID, right? And if that is you, I want to say, yes, you can have that transformation. And that's why I've been working so hard on the storyteller mindset. And that's going to hopefully come out soon. And I I cannot wait for all of the truth that is in that course to penetrate your soul. But I mean, that's why storytelling is so important to me personally, because it was a line of hope. It was my little life preserver when I felt like I was in the deepest, darkest sea and I didn't know how to get out. And, you know, even as a young adult, I was still going through my transformation and even when I was married, you know, like I went through postpartum depression with my first daughter. There were so many moments in life where I needed something to remind me that the story wasn't over yet. And that is the thing that I love about storytelling is how transformative it is and how no matter where you are in the story you're reading right now, there's more story on the front end. And there's more story on the back end. And right now I am in the middle of my story. I'm not at the end. And you're in the middle of your story. You're not at the end. And guess what? We have a say over how our story ends. And for me, I'm choosing to have my story end whenever it does with me being a whole complete adult woman, a a person, a soul who no longer depends on outside things to fill me up and give my life meaning. And that's so freeing. And I can write so much better from that position. And because of what I've been through, I understand what kind of stories I want to tell. In the last few years, I've really learned what my voice sounds like, what my writing voice sounds like, who I am, how to be a confident nobody as... As I Call Myself, uh, which that's a book that hopefully will be coming out this year as well. That's a self-help novel, though. It's not about storytelling. Uh, So I just want to tell you that if you want to tell stories to help people experience hope, thank you. There are lots of scared people. Like when I think of who I was... As a kid, I think about that scared girl who needed storytelling to get through and who knew that she didn't have almost, you know, really any of the answers, but that she would be able to find them. And that's the kind of, that's what we need, right? That's what we need more of, especially like I'm in Pennsylvania. I live in the United States. And right now it feels kind of hopeless. Like there have been so many disturbing, truly disturbing things that have happened just in the last few months, right? And I sometimes think to myself, is there hope for our country? And I don't know. I can't say, right? But I I can't tell the future. But I do feel hope. I feel like there are people out there who want to tell stories to help the next generation of scared kids navigate through all this messy stuff that we're going through because life is messy. And like I said, there are no guarantees. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't have that promise to us, but we can make choices today. And one of the choices that I'm going to make, and that I hope that you will keep making, is to make storytelling a priority so that we can affect this world for change in a positive and hopeful way. And if you're listening to this 100th episode, I cannot believe that um, it's happening. (laughs) So surreal. Uh, I'm really, I feel really privileged to be able to speak to you and to your storytelling mind and to your storytelling heart and to your soul. And I thank you so much for supporting me on my storytelling journey there's going to be a lot of really cool things happening this year for through Literary Symmetry and through my brand, Kristen and Spencer, personally. And I can't wait to fill you in on all of those things. And uh, I will look forward to getting to my 200th episode. And I'll definitely plan a special guest appearance from some of the characters you're going to hear pop up in my show over the next few months in that episode. And I just want to remind you, as always, that it is never too late to write the story of your heart. Keep trying, keep hoping, keep believing, and keep writing. That's all for me today. Bye. This has been Kristen on the Expensive Words podcast, pouring out my heart for you, my wonderful listener. If there's any question you want to ask me, if there's anything you want to tell me, you can go to expensivewords.com or you can find me on Instagram at spencer, And I would love to hear your wonderful writing thoughts from your amazing writing brain. Happy writing.